Hello and welcome to the Our Dad Stamps podcast. My name is Pete West and I've spent half a lifetime collecting stamps and more than 10 years buying and selling them. In these podcasts I want to share some personal stories, tips and tricks that I've learned along the way and maybe encourage a few non-philatelists to take up this fascinating and absorbing hobby. I hope you enjoy the podcast. Hello again from Our Dad Stamps. I'm pleased to say we are joined again today by Sheila, so welcome Sheila. How are you? I'm good, thank you, and it's nice to be back. A few weeks ago, I received a package of stamps from Malaysia and Malayan States, and it prompted me to think in how complicated it can be to look at Malayan stamps and how to sort them. So I thought we'd do today's podcast all about Malaya, Malayan States and Malaysia. As I said, it's it's quite a complicated system, especially initially. And I have to say, when, when I first started collecting stamps, I thought the Strait Settlements and Federated Malay States was actually the same place, just called a different name. Uh, but as we will soon find out, they're entirely different entities and produced their own stamps for several several years. The Strait Settlements was founded in 1826, long before stamps were were thought of and were used, and it consisted of the states of Penang, Malacca, Singapore, and a place called Dinding, which eventually became part of Penang. And those were the, the main trading points of the region at the time, so it was eventually colonised by the British as part of the empire. And initially, the states of Malaya used Indian stamps for all their postage. So if you look at early Victorian stamps, you may be lucky enough to find some with postmarks from some of the uh, Malayan states. And if you do, they're extremely rare and well worth collecting. They generally have different numbers and different symbols in them to denote that they were from the states. Uh, and it's not something I, I want to go in at this stage, but if you're interested in that, then have a look at the, the postmarks for, for the straight settlements. Uh, it could be very lucrative to you. As I said, initially they started using Indian stamps, and in 1867, Indian stamps were overprinted with a crown and a value to denote that they were being used in Malaya. And then in the same year, that the straight settlements issued their own stamps, and they were to be used by all of the Malayan states for sending post overseas. So when you said they were overprinted with the crown, does that lead me to believe there was a connection with the Queen and the Commonwealth? No. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah? Yeah. Yes, uh, Malaya was part of the British Commonwealth and India was obviously the, the centre of the empire as such. And as India was a lot nearer Malaya than, than England was, it was easier to use Indian stamps and it was part of the Crown Colony. So they had, a, as I said, a crown and a, a value ring 
So rather Something. than produce a completely new stamp, they use the original stamps, but just overprinted over the crown. Yeah. I think that's actually quite a nice idea. Was it gold, hopefully? Uh, no, it was just printed in, overprinted in black, I think, in most oh, cases. Oh, they should have done it in gold. <laughs> in actual fact, Indian stamps were used throughout the Middle East and the Far East, sometimes overprinted, sometimes just with the local postmark on them. So if you, if you end, ever end up with a huge stack of Victorian Indian stamps, it's worth looking closely at the postmarks to see if you've got any that are posted outside of India. And of course, if you have, please let us know. Absolutely, yeah, yeah. Um, they are quite valuable, so, uh, you know, it's certainly worth a look. Um, anyway, the Strait Settlements, as I said, it was Penang, Malacca, Singapore. In 1886, they were joined by the Christmas Isles and the Cocos Isles, also used Strait Settlement stamps. Now, they're quite a way away from Malaya, so I'm not quite sure how they got involved. And eventually Labuan as well, which is off the coast of North Borneo, used stamps of Strait Settlements. So there's quite a few areas that used them. And straight settlement stamps are quite common. There's a, there's a lot of them around. Some valuable, some very, very cheap, but certainly uh, worth looking at. The other major grouping was, the, as I've already mentioned, the Federated Malayan States. This was actually formed in 1896, and it was a different lot of the states of Malaya. Selangor, Perak, Negri Sembilan and Pahang joined together to make the Federated Malayan States. And they produced stamps from 1900 till 1934. These states initially used the straight settlement stamps overprinted with the name of uh, the state. And then round about 1890, they started using their own stamps for local issues, but straight settlement stamps were still used for overseas post. And within those states, Negri Sembilan, there was another state called Sungai Ujong. Now, I hope I've got all these pronunciations right. Anyway, Sungai Ujong originally produced their own stamps for just a few years before it was absorbed into Negri Sembilan. Of the remaining states, you've got Perlis, Kedah, Kelantan, Trenganu and Johor, who all used their own stamps. However, initially, most of those, in fact all of those except for Johor, used the stamps of Thailand, which were overprinted in Thai to signify that they were used in the Malayan states. That is something I've only learned recently, and I've never had a look at the stamps of Siam, or Thailand as it, Siam as it was then, Thailand as it is now, to see if there's any that may have slipped through that were actually from, from the States. As I said, they used uh, the stamps of Siam initially, and then round about 1910-ish, they then started printing their own stamps and went from there. So you get, when you're collecting stamps from Malaya, you get straight settlements as one group, you get federated Malayan states as another group, and you get all the individual states as well. So there's a whole range of things to collect. And then, just to complicate things even more, during the Second World War in 1942, the Japanese occupied Malaya, and they, they took all the stamps from the different states including some of the straight settlement stamps, 
and overprinted them in Japanese to show that they were occupied. And I have an example of this, which is a little bit strange, and I'm still trying to get to the bottom of this particular stamp. It's actually a King George V stamp overprinted with the Japanese inscription. The problem with that is, of course, King George VI was on the throne when they occupied Malaya. And as far as I know, only King George VI stamps were overprinted or local stamps were overprinted. So I'm left with the conclusion that either this is a forgery, but if it is a forgery, why would someone bother to forge it on an obviously incorrect stamp? Or it is possible that there were a few King George V stamps left over and some local Japanese commander decided they might as well use them up and stamp them as well. I don't know the answer to this question, but as always, if anybody out there that's listening to this or watching this can shed some light on this stamp, it would be really interesting. I thought you were going to say the possibility of this stamp is worth a fortune. Well, there, of course, there is always that possibility, but I'm erring on the side of the fact that it's a forgery. In actual fact, there's an identical stamp of King George VI, which if it was that one, this would be worth about four or five hundred pounds. But as I said, it's King George V, which, according to the catalogues, doesn't exist. My guess is maybe it was someone testing one out before they made a proper forgery, but you never know, it might be genuine. After the war, obviously, the British administration took over and you find a load of straight settlement stamps overprinted with BMA, which stands for, uh, BMA Malaya, which stands for British Military Administration Malaya. And then by 1948, the Malayan states got together and formed the Federation of Malaya and started producing their own stamps, followed by independence in 1957 and eventually in 1963 changed the name to Malaysia and from then on we get the stamps as, as we know them today of Malaysia. Just a few interesting points if you're collecting the states of, of Malaya. After the war from 1946 onwards all the states produced their own stamps and most of them used the same design and just used the the local sultan or the local emblem in its place. So you can collect a whole range of stamps that look ostensibly the same, but just with a different, different picture in. And one of the ones that was commonly used was the King George VI straight settlement set, which had palm trees either side of an oval with the king's head inside it. And what the, the states did was to replace the king's head with the head of their local sultan. It makes quite a, an interesting display with, if you've got them from every different state. But one thing to look out for, or there's two things to look out for actually. One thing, for some unknown reason, and I, and I really find this very strange, almost all of the states produced a stamp of 30 cents, 35 cents and 40 cents in exactly the same colours, in purple and red. And they, at first glance, they look exactly the same. So for the postman, it must have been a nightmare trying to work out whether the right stamp was, the right value stamp was put on there. But also, there's more than one collection I've found where it's been put in the wrong place. So there's a whole load of 40 cent stamps together, but one of them's a 35 cent stamp. 
And what you'll find in almost all these sets is that one of those three values is worth significantly more than the other two. So you'll get one here that, that I've got from Trenganu where the 40 cent stamp is worth £16 or catalogued at £16. The 30 cent stamp is only £1.25. So if you can find a 40 cent one in the middle of a load of 30 cent stamps, it's worth looking at, it's worth looking for. The other problem you're going to have with stamps from the states of, of Malaya is quite often they, the name of the state was written in Arabic script, which for many people is impossible to read. And when you've got just one of these stamps, trying to match it up, trying to find which state it, it comes from is quite difficult. My advice would be to look at the picture, look at the sultan in the middle and match up the sultan rather than trying to match up the writing. They all look different. Quite often they have different headgear. And obviously it makes a difference with value. It, it, it makes a difference when you're getting a collection together. So again, that's something to look for. That was a set that was produced in, in the 1950s and it copied the, the King George VI set. From then on, the states have continued to produce stamps sporadically. They still produce some stamps, even though the whole union that goes under the heading of Malaysia now. And they all tend to be identical stamps, just with the name of the state differently. And collecting the whole sets from each of the states does make quite a good display. And as I said, these are still being produced now. So, and the ones that are being produced now have come very, very cheaply. So it's certainly something you can look out for to to collect and as I said it does make a nice display as you will be able to see if you're watching this on YouTube. I mean these stamps are absolutely beautiful with the butterfly and the flowers. Yeah it's it's a nice set. Each set is probably only is worth less than a pound, catalogued at less than a pound. So you can pick it up for next to nothing. But they've gone from basically black and white to these beautiful coloured stamps with the coloured flowers and the butterflies yeah. well yes these ones are like 50 years old so the technology just wasn't there but the modern stamps look very nice yeah there's quite a few sets that all follow the same theme throughout the whole of the, the states so another thing to look out for okay well that wraps up my short roundup of malaysian stamps i've hope you found it interesting it can be quite complicated to sort them all out and to put them in different regions, different states, different uh, headings. But in my view, there's some, some really nice looking stamps. And when you put a whole lot of identical stamps together from the different states, I think it makes quite a good display. So it's something I would recommend looking at and maybe having a go at collecting. Okay, thank you for listening and see you again in two weeks time. Thank you for listening to my podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and maybe you've learnt a little too. I would love to hear from you with your tips and stories. I can be found on Facebook and Instagram as Our Dad Stamps, as well as through my online shops at eBay and DevCamp. Listen again next week for another episode of the Our Dad Stamps podcast.